Or is there anything you want to add on that before we go to the quiz? No, no, no. I'm with you. No, nothing addition no. for me. All right, cool. So he's saying you're not going to have the FA Cup next week, yeah? Sweet, boys. We'll take, we'll it. take it. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the semi-finals. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know the deal. Yeah, we'll do a deal. We'll yeah, give, you, give, us, the deal we'll give you the FA Cup. And then erectile dysfunction again. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of Red Divided. Myself, Tommy. You got Addy here. And you got me, Ham, aka your girl's favorite podcaster. She told me my voice gets her wet every week. She did tell me that. She looks forward to a Thursday <laughs> when we drop. Um, I get it into we got we got a guest on this week, people. Um, got my boy Drew. Drew, say what's up to the people. What's happening, people? Thanks for having you guys. Nice to be here. Bit of a disgruntled red today, but <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he looks like Oxley Chamberlain. He plays a bit like Oxley Chamberlain. The ladies love him just like they love Oxley Chamberlain as well. Well, that's that's some high praise, Ham. Oxley Chamberlain with a broken leg, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take so, it. So yeah. Well, so what we decided to do is obviously you guys know T and Ade, average United fans. We got Drew, who is an avid Liverpool fan. I was hoping the game would be, you know, a bit better than it was, but hey, it is what it is. It's a decent game, so I'm just, I'm gonna kind of kick back on this one. I'm gonna let the United and the Liverpool fans go at it. And, um, so without no further ado, boys, thoughts on the game? Thoughts cool. on the game? He wants to go first. Well, I'm happy to talk about it from a from a Liverpool yeah, perspective. Yeah, it'll yeah, be I'm nice keen actually. to hear that. Yeah, it'll be yeah. nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um. Uh, the game, I mean, I, I was happy with the way we started the game, I thought, especially the first half an hour. Uh, what I was looking for us from us was uh, to show an, an increased tempo, a bit more speed in the play, because the last few games we've been so disappointed, so slow and lethargic in the build-up. And so I wanted to see us come flying out of the trap, especially for a big a big game like that. So I was happy with the way we started. United came out as I expected and sort of looking look to hit us on the counter with, with Pogba and Bruno threading balls. But I thought we really controlled it. Uh, Thiago looked really good, especially the first 20, 25 minutes. Um, but it was just, you know, it was just that getting up to the penalty box, I thought we were really good. And we just couldn't seem to to open you up. And there was a couple like sort of half chances. Firmino had a good chance where he kind of scuffed a shot. There was an opportunity for Robinson where he put a poor cross into the box, which just kind of trickled off. So it wasn't anything that made you sort of like stand up, but it was like getting a, getting those little openings, but just making either the wrong decision or not taking a shot when there was an opportunity. So it was just, it was just I, I really felt if we we took that opportunity at the beginning to maybe get a get that first goal, we Man United might have folded, but I don't know, we just did it. We just couldn't really come through. And that, that was the disappoint, disappointing part of it for the first half for me. And uh, especially, I think, in the final third, Salah, Firmino and uh, Mane. It was just that last, you know, the other like a final pass or setting someone up to take a shot, which didn't test the keeper. And that was, that was really disappointing for me. Um, but it was uh, improved 
on uh, over on the last few weeks, that's for sure. Cool. No, that that was that was well summed up. Um, just I'm just gonna say a quick thing on Fernina, and mm. I'm gonna let the boys go. I thought I thought your front three they there was. There was no spark, no razzle and dazzle or nothing from them, in it? Yeah. Nothing. And I thought Firmino, if he's got his shooting boots on, or if he's got any boots on <laughs> that, you know, that he can fucking wear properly, mm. yeah? And if he had his brain on, there's one chance where he's got to score. There's another one where he's got to feed Robinson uh, because the shot isn't on, so he has to feed Robinson. Yeah, I watched him. And he does I, it. And I thought that was just... Yeah. Go no, on. no, I watched it back, the, the highlights after the game, because, you know, you think of it in the when you see it live. Let me watch this back with a sort of clearer mind. And like, like you just said, there was an opportunity where he took a shot. It went miles wide. We had Robertson clear through on the left. Um, there was one where, like, it fell to him after so it bobbled off Salah and he just trickled towards the keeper. And it's just like, these are the chances you've got to take in a game like this because you're not going to get continuous chances in, a, in these big matches. And cool, cool. It was just, yeah, it's disappointing to see because he, he had a big dip in form since the last lockdown. And then he had a little pick-me-up around the pitch. You know, we beat Palace, Palace 7-0. And you thought, oh, yeah, this guy's back. He's got his shooting boots. And then he seems to have tailed off again. Um, so, yeah, it was. It, it had to take one. I, and I really think if we took one of those chances, the way I, I don't think United started, I think United started quite poorly. Uh, maybe it would have led to more from after that, but it just kind of kept them in the game. And it's the longer you know, it's in football, the longer you stay in the game, the more you know, your confidence grows. And then United grew into it in the, in the second half. Of course. Go on, United boys. Go on. Go on. <laughs> no, nah, Tom, you go, go on. Tom, you go. Oh, um. <laughs> Like, I was happy, to be honest with you, I was happy with the game. The only thing that I wasn't happy with was the first 30 minutes. Mm. The first 30 minutes, as Drew said, like, they were just all over us. All over us. We weren't get like... And the worst thing about it is when we were getting the ball, we was losing it straight away. So we were just was trying to... Obviously, we knew what United was going to try and do. Was always going to try and look for the, out, the outlet um, on our, our left-hand side. And obviously, Liverpool's right-hand side, Trent. And because obviously Trent is a weakling when it comes to defending, mm-hmm. so we was looking for that far too much. So that like, especially when we was on under pressure, I think there were certain points we should have just played it within that first thirty minutes. We should have just played it, and we I think we discussed it so many times that sometimes we force it too much. And Fernandez, Fernandez, we end up losing the ball. Yeah, play different players. We just lose the ball, like um, McTominay, Fred. After that first 30 minutes, I was happy. I can't lie to you. I was happy with the whole performance. I was happy. Obviously, I, we had the best chances in the game. The two chances we had were the best yeah. chances. Yeah, definitely. Sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I would have just loved for us to take one of it because I think a lot of people are short-sighted. They're, they're forgetting that Liverpool is <laughs> the big, like, obviously, the better team at the moment. So, mm. like, within the last two, three years, Liverpool, Liverpool and City have been the better team in the league. So, all I've been asking for in this big game is at least to bridge the gap like because usually it's not com- these games are not competitive Liverpool like we usually create like chances upon chances I know last time we lost uh, was it 2-1 or 3-1 when Shaqiri scored but Liverpool dominated the whole game we couldn't even get out but mm-hmm. in- meanwhile this game it was just the first 30 minutes that Liverpool dominated after the first 30 minutes it could have gone either way it could have gone either yeah. way we was in the game for the whole 90 minutes. So now I was happy with it to be honest. And I'll take a draw. If before the game, if anyone asks, would you take a draw? Of course I will. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Because as I said, like yes, we're playing great, but don't forget how good Liverpool are as a team. I know like the short confidence at the moment. Like 
if you underestimate them or we decide, oh, you know what, we're not going to show them any respect, they'll, they can easily punish us if they really wanted to. If you do that, because they'll, they'll be, we leave spaces in behind. I mean, know how, how good Salah and um, Mane are if that, like yeah, Sadio yeah, yeah. are, if like one on one going against one of our defenders. You know how good they are if they get that space. So, nah, bro, I'm, t- I'm, I'm happy with it, man. I can't lie. I'm actually happy because I had a few United fans criticizing certain players. I'm like, how can you create? Don't be short. Don't be short sighted, man. Like, where was we like how many weeks ago? <laughs> and now True. we're getting on top of the table, got a draw against Liverpool away from home, and you're still upset. Come on, man. I'm taking that. Yeah, I'm taking it. If I was a United fan, I have. Thought you used to played really well in the second half in like a you know a good away performance, sort of yeah. like you, you know in the first half Thiago was getting as much of the ball as he wanted, was finding the little pockets. I think he was kind of sorted that problem and made him a lot quieter in the second half. You know you had the best chances for sure. I mean that that Pogba chance was great. Uh, Bruno had a good chance with two good saves, and yeah. I, um, I actually thought um, Shaw was my man of the match personally. I thought I, yeah, I, yeah, I that thought he did an excellent game, job as well. I don't think Salah beat him once. Um, as in actually dribbled past him, um, so yeah, I, yeah. and I don't think anyone beats the other, fucker yeah. On the no, right you're right, uh, but I just say it sure because I just thought he was both airily and on the floor. You know, we, when we tried to knock it over his head, even though he hasn't got any pace, he's he positioned himself well to sort of like head it out or block or you know, outstrength Salah. And Salah's a, a strong guy as well, so I was quite surprised because I've never really been a fan of Luke Shaw, so I was actually quite surprised in the performance that he put in. And, yeah, I thought Man United in the end would probably had the better chances and towards the end when the actual whistle blew, I wasn't too disappointed with the draw. The way it sort of like that we sort of petered out, I thought as the way the game went, we got worse as it went on and man you were improving. Come on, Addy, I know you wanted three points. Give me something. <laughs> nah, bro. So as a fan, you take three points any day of the week. Um, I think at the start of the match, I think the first like twenty-five minutes. I must have messaged Tommy and I was like, I don't think we're going to beat Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I said that was we were just running around, like chasing after Liverpool. I was like, these guys are going to be tired by the next game. So I thought, you know, Liverpool have us on the ropes. And, you know, every time I come on and I'm like, like Man City are better than us, Liverpool are better than us. So I expect them to win. And I don't do that as just being a pessimistic United fan. I do it because looking at the combination of the squad and the football they play, I think they're ahead of us. Not that I don't want us to win, but I just see overall they're ahead of us. So start of the game, first half an hour, all Liverpool. And I think we slowly started to get into the game. We started to build in. Obviously, second half, we had a few chances which... I just thought were amazing. Like, if one of them could have gone in, I'd have run round. Forget <laughs> social distances. I'm knocking on everyone's door and celebrating. But I think we did our job. Like, I think we did our job. I don't think I could have asked too much more, right? We're in Anfield. and Liverpool don't lose at Anfield. We're top of the table. Even if we're, we draw, we're ahead of Liverpool. Like it's about being realistic and to still work out work those chances in the second half after the way we started the game. Like I I appreciate the effort the boys put in, and in terms of Liverpool, I definitely think they're void of confidence. There's like one particular chance that's like stands out to me for Salah, 
where the ball's coming through and he should have just let it yes. run across. Why, why, is he, why, is he, why is he not the extra touches there? Yeah. yeah. So that, no, but that, why is he cut back to his right foot? Yeah, that just confused me because I'm like, mm. actually, on your left foot, there's more space. Your left foot, it, it just didn't make sense, but it just spoke out that his confidence at the moment is low. Like, you know, one of those ones that everyone expects is Salah, yeah. he's going to score. But after a while, you look at the look at the games and you're like, oh, it's a few games in a row that this has happened. Mm. And I pro- probably think that's why Klopp played them in the game against Aston oh, Villa. Get a couple of goals, get that confidence up. But I appreciate that their confidence is down. I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the game. Like, there are nil nils that are horrible, but this wasn't a horrible nil nil. Yeah. Right? Like the Magic yeah. Derby. <laughs> well, yeah. That one I had a rant about. Yeah. I would... But I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good game as well. I was that's I was curious to hear what you thought, Ham, as a neutral, because I'm watching. I'm thinking this was quite. A, there was still quite, even though there was a you know a nil nil scoreline, there was quite a lot of action and it was an interesting game. If anything, yeah. it was a good game. I, you know what it is? A lot of the times when we play this game, I think we like quality, and for once, I was just like to be a United fan and to think we are actually in the game and we have quality all around the pitch, bro. Like. I was so happy to even watch this um, this sort of game because I go into this game so many times thinking, oh, anything can happen. You're just begging to get a draw or you're hanging on. But to be in the game for like 90 minutes and we actually have quality knowing that, as Drew said earlier, if the game went on, we was looking better as the game went on. And we could have potentially might have scored, but I was just happy, man. I was happy. And so just referring back to what you said, Adi, in terms of like them showing... Local um, forward being short of confidence. I I saw I came across something today about um, with the top three against United. I think they've only actually scored one each. I'm not sure if Firmino scored against United before. Firmino's not scored against yeah. United. Yeah, Salah's, yeah, they've only actually only scored yeah. one. It's only United. Mane's got a good record. Uh, Salah's only got one, I think. And Mane's got a decent record yeah. against Manchester United. But yeah, so I think um, Salah's got one, no assists. Mane's got. I, yeah, I, I don't think their record's mm. that great against United. I, I didn't realize that until today, to be honest with you. Yeah, no. As a um, so yeah, as a neutral, obviously it's good to hear what you all felt. I think to sum it up, I think all three of you is happy with the point. Yeah, like you'll take you'll take the point after watching the game. Obviously, I'm a neutral. I want to see some fucking goals in it, but obviously, I want to see a good game of football. And um, you've all summed it up perfectly. To be fair, the first half an hour. So Liverpool, my only gripe was Fabinho. He just the decision making. That was it, really. Um, Thiago ran the show for the first half of the game, I'd say, and then I think it's his first start. Yeah, first, first game. Thiago's first start, so yeah, I think naturally he may have faded in the second half. He's the only one that tested the Gea in the second half as well. I think that's the only save the Gea had to make in the second half. Yeah, and I think if you're the home side and you're not, you're not um, getting shots on goal. Yeah then obviously it's a, it's a problem. And obviously United are naturally going to grow in confidence because, yes, you may think Liverpool are a better side, had the better um, years, but they're top of the table. They've got quality players all around, like T said. They're still in the game. So naturally they're going to grow into the game and grow more confidence in the game. And I think that's when you saw the chances come on as they were more confident because they're probably thinking Liverpool could play all day today. They're not going to score against us. I thought Harry Maguire was outstanding. I think he's, he's really come over that blip and he was, he was outstanding. Luke Shaw, like you said, man of the match. Nothing, no change out of him. I thought the two in midfield, yes, they were getting overrun in the first half. But second half, once again, I don't know what my boy Oli said to them, but they were on job. I don't think the midfield battle was lost at all. And it was an evenly balanced game. And I think the point is definitely, definitely 
a deserved point simply because, yes, Liverpool played the better stuff, had the more possession. United had the better chances. And the Pogba one, just to, just to touch on the Pogba one, I want to know what you lot think. Do you think he should have scored? Like, do you think it was that, that, that much of a chance that like, he had I to score? the pundits were harsh on him because at, at the end of the game, they were saying he should have buried it. And he probably could have done better. But if you look at it, it all happened very quickly. And it's just one of those ones where he's just hit it as hard as he could. And the thing what Alisson's really good at, because I see this a lot with Alisson, people say, oh, you know, it's just hit him or, you know, he hasn't, you know, it's, it's gone straight at him. But what he's really good at is his positioning in the goal. He never gives you much to shoot. He, exactly. in the line of the ball. he never gives you yeah. much to shoot at. It's like, he's you know, that, that classic thing, a bit like David Seaman used to do, is making yourself big in the goal. And I think he's just kind of, you know, blocked as much of the goal as possible. I mean, Pogba, it's one of the ones, if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's like a, you know, a striker or something, you expect it to slot it away or hit the top corner or something. But looking back at it, it all did happen pretty quickly. And he just basically just smashed it as hard as he could. And I think it's a little bit unlucky. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I agree with um, everything Drew said. I think, like, looking back at, at it, it's just it's a split seconds, really. Well, I think the reason why they probably say that is because he had the first touch. He had the, um, the privilege to take a first touch to line, line himself up. The only thing I could have, I think he could have done differently, maybe try and hit it low, but you, you couldn't because you could see Fabinho coming. So, we, ideally, you want him to hit it across goal, but if he did, I think Fabinho would have um, blocked it because Fabinho I was coming. Watch, I would have loved to watch that game and see Tom's live reaction. <laughs> <for that. laughs> He's being yeah. humble on the pod. I would have loved to see what Tom's nah, actual but you know what? Was I think I think you got overboard with like with with Pogba with my um. Dislike for Pogba, you got overboard. It's not that I don't dislike. I've always said the guy's got ability in it, but the reason why I always talk on Pogba is yeah, I just don't like. It's more a reaction. Is when people try and defend why he doesn't do well. So this is what is a reaction to what people say that makes me go off on Pogba. So giving them no, no, I, hate you, I, hate you. I just wanted to see your yeah, reaction. Yeah. Like, I would have loved yeah. to see it next. So year. it's not that it's I dislike Pogba. Obviously, yes, I know he doesn't play well as United, but it's more my, rea- my reaction to people. Stop mm. <laughs> giving the brother excuses week after week, bro. But that with that goal, I can't blame him for that, man. I can't. I thought he had. A, I thought he had a I, better I, game I, to dinner, Bruno today. Personally. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Bruno was poor. I thought Bruno was poor, and I thought Bruno was poor the other day as well against um, Burnley away. I don't think Bruno was poor today, though. I honestly don't yeah, think. Because yeah, think, we talk think, about this every week. We talk about this two weeks ago. Bruno loses the ball every game. Yeah. Because there's not much different that it does that he did today yeah. that he, yeah. he doesn't do every other game. He's one of them players. If you watch him only on match of the day, you'd think he's the best player in the league. But if you watch yeah. the 90 minutes, yeah. and not to say... 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But he, like you said, he yeah. loses the ball a lot. And he's... He loses the ball every game. Yeah, every we, we game. say this a lot. We say, we this, say a lot. this a lot. It's yeah. like so. It's like I don't think any United player had a bad game. But obviously, yeah, you, would you? Like it's just as you say. We talk. We when you watch him for ninety minutes, bro. I know the amount of times Bruno loses the ball, bro. It's nothing new to me. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like, sometimes he passes it to imaginary <laughs> people. You're just like, what? What happened there? And then the thing is, especially when he tries to force. When he um when he's is is the passes that he's forcing yeah. like, and I'm sure like obviously this like, Oli came out at the end of the game today and said that I wish they would have just stopped forcing a pass and would have passed it around. So I'm guessing Oli doesn't actually he does tell them that if the pass is not on, just play it among yourself. So I wish he stops like he comes down sometimes and just pass it among themselves. But he does it every game, bro. So like 
I know like people are going to start saying, oh, he's had a bad game every, like, because United he hasn't scored or United doesn't win. Bro, Bruno does this every game, bro. It's no different. He honestly no different to, to what he does in any other game. It's just that his stats... The thing is, as you as Drew said, if you watch him on Match of the Day, you think he's absolutely amazing. And that's because you'll see the assist and the goals. But in between that, he does a lot of nonsense. So I don't think he was particularly poor. But obviously, he just didn't get like a, a showreel moment today. I like that word, showreel moment. I like that. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, cool. So um, <laughs> I think that's the game summed up. Point. With that, you lot are third, Drew? Fourth? Yes. We third at present. Oh, actually, I haven't fourth, checked this fourth, since fourth, City no, just I think, yeah, I think fourth, fourth of um, yeah. City winning. United. No, actually, no, be, what, would it be ahead of Leicester now? It should be a. I mean, yeah, Liverpool. Just looking at that, Liverpool. Yeah, just that. one point behind Leicester. Yeah, oh. so you're fourth now. Oh, fourth. Okay. In, in, so what? What I, to, the top. what I wanted to ask you, Drew, now because we got the opportunity of having you on, is um, mm. what would you put this um like? I don't know if you want to call it a blip or whatever you're going through now. What would you um put it down to? Because obviously, before we come on live today, I know me and you and Ade were talking about looking at all the other leagues and seeing everything going a bit. A bit different, should we say? Um, obviously, there's loads of excuses: COVID, players settling in into a new league, um, no preseason. So, what would you put it down to? This little mini blip that I would say Liverpool are going through. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a worry at this point. You know, if it happens, you know, the, the West after the West Brom game, I wasn't too concerned because you, you know, it can happen. They have a bad day at the office, but where's this? It's three games in a row now, or three league games in a row without a goal. And um, I know a lot of the the attention has focused on the on the attack and they are playing badly, especially the the front three. But I still think our problems stem from from the back where we're we're playing like a makeshift defence. I don't think we've had a stable defensive partnership all season. And where and that affects not because we're people say, oh you're not conceding that many goals, so you know they're doing okay, which is true. But I think from as an attacking outlet, a lot of our play comes from the back and whether that's Van Dyke spraying, you know, 70 yard balls straight onto Mane's foot or Joel Matip is another one who's been missing, and he's very underrated. He, he, brings, he brings out a defense match. Is, exactly, he brings the ball out. He'll dribble out and go on a mazy run, and you know, so, and that starts the sort of tempo. And also, what's happened a lot is where we've got midfielders playing in defense now. The play coming from the back is being disturbed because we, one, we've got key defenders missing, but then also they're not being replaced by defenders a lot of the time. We've had you know kids filling in. We've got midfielders playing at the back there, and you know Fabinho and Henderson are two of our most important midfielders as well. So I think it's just kind of disrupted the flow of the team. And I think, especially, not so much today, I think we played at a good tempo in the first half. But in the previous games versus Newcastle and West Brom and Southampton, where we've had like either a makeshift defence or a youngster playing there, I think we've been playing a lot of safety first football because they're wary of getting caught out because, you know, they've got, they haven't got the real defence behind them. And I think, in my view, that's sort of playing, that's affecting the way we attack. And... If you look at the likes of Mane, Mane and Salah, I think they're at their best and we're playing quickly. You know, you're drilling the ball into them fast, playing on the break or, you know, quick, speedy attacks where at the moment everything's really slow and slow build up and they're getting the ball where they're having to, you know, they're receiving the ball um, either not in good positions or they're having to beat a man to, to get into a good position. And I just think that's kind of knock, knocking away and chipping away at their confidence to the point where they all look out of form now. And yeah, so we've, we've definitely got problems at the moment because, you know, we're not conceding many, but we don't look like scoring. I mean, one game, fair enough. Two games, you could say it's a blip. And now it's, you know, 
it's another game that's that's it's happened again. So it is definitely a concern. Um, I just hope it doesn't continue. We've got Burnley next. I think you're not going to get a better opportunity to score some goals. Um, but and Yota's coming back as well. I think that's another thing. He was giving that's them competition. Plus, isn't it? Yeah, because he was giving them big competition before, and I think that gave them the kick up the arse, especially the likes of Firmino, because yeah. they were just playing against. Um, they weren't having any, you know, any rivals to their position. So him coming back may give the whole squad a lift. I hope. Yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it. he's um, you take his goal, like, it's a massive miss, and it's just the one thing I'd say about your front three. I know you spoke about defense, and I know we spoke about that in the group earlier, and that's a very valid point because a lot of people won't look at it that way. They'll just see Liverpool aren't conceding; they haven't got no problems at the back. So I think you make a very, very great point with that. But I'd say you see when you're when you're watching your side play. And you may see, so I, I'll use Arsenal for example. I got Aubameyang, yeah, he's out of form. So you have one, like your star player out of form, but you might have the other two. So lack of scoring and Saka, everyone loves Saka and Saka's playing well. So we've got two at the front, three doing all right. I think you guys right now, it's like, it's a madness because you've got all three of them kind of like out of form yeah. at the same time. So I'm saying, yeah. obviously, Firmino's never really been consistent, but he's not scoring. And then you've got Mane and Salah, whereas I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen Liverpool where not one or the two of them isn't scoring. It's, I don't think I've seen all three of them out of form at once. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Because usually, like I said, where we've got the three, you can usually, you know, one of them will pick up the slack. Like I said, if, you know, Mane's not scoring, then Salah will be scoring. And at, from the time they've all been there, there's always been at least one in form. And it's the first time where you're looking at all three of them and you're like, where's the goal coming from? Yeah. Um, so, and that's why I suppose Jota was brought in because to sort of, you know, give that extra firepower, but where he's been missing as well, we haven't had him to bring off the bench. So, and our only other option is really Origi. And, you know, when he's coming on now, it's just, when he, when, I mean, it's to the point where he comes on, it just seems like a waste of a time. Like, oh, just, yeah, we've lost the game. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you're just hoping that, you know, he's going to get an Everton goal or something, yeah. bounces off the bar and hits him in the back of the head or something. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a concern for sure. I'm actually going to get your thought on, what do you think of Firmino? Uh, I, I'm a fan I, I've always liked Firmino I, I think <sighs> with Firmino right obviously he's got a, you know, a specific role in a team which I think has been you know, documented for years but it is a concern when he's not scoring goals I mean I don't care you know, you know what if he's not, even if he's he's not the primary goal scorer on the team and he never has been but he still needs to chip in with goals and it's coming up to the point where the goals are becoming fewer and fewer and, you know, he does a lot of good work for the team. I, I think, you know, he's one, he's one of my favourite players to watch in the league in terms of, you know, the way he can... I mean, if there's even a chance he created for Salah today where he did like a little, like little backhill of his own, you know, a little spinning backhill of his own work. And he's just got those little intricate touches around the box. But the goal scoring form is definitely... Because, I mean, he just looks so... Like, every time he's in front of the goal, you just have no belief now that the guy's going to bury it. Mm. It's just... So it is becoming a concern and I'm... You know, when Jota was there and he was, you know, um, he was scoring some goals. And there was a game we played versus Atalanta in the Champions League where it was Jota, Mane and Salah played. And I was dubious before the game because I was thinking, OK, there's no one to be the sort of the false number nine. How's this going to work? But in that game, they just sort of all played, you know, they were all playing in like a similar way, just, you know, making runs in behind the defence and they were on fire. Yeah. So that sort of convinced me that it's something that we can do now. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see what Klopp will do when Shota comes back because I think, you know, I'm not one of these. I don't. I wouldn't say I want Firmino out or anything like that. But he he needs to improve his like, especially in terms of consistency because he needs to be more of a goal threat. 
um, because we're relying on others too much at the moment. The only reason I ask is because obviously, like, he's playing up front, and as a striker, Mm. there's no excuses. I'm, I'm one. I'm one of those that there's no excuses as a striker. Just needs to score goals, and I understand you work hard. <laughs> you have other qualities that you bring to the team, but if you're not putting the ball at the back of the net, then there's no point in you playing up there. And I think maybe what Klopp should do is just maybe play him in midfield, and maybe that would just take the um the spotlight off him, and then maybe you would get into mm. more get more goals like that. But if you're playing up front, right. there's no excuses. And I've said that. There's Harry Kane that he does he does all the hard work that you want a striker to do, but he's still getting the goals. So that's why I feel yeah, like I mean that as Yeah, I mean there was some talk for us of um changing maybe to like a, a four three two one and having him behind, you know, Jota and having all four of them in. Um, you know, playing playing for me now as an actual number ten yeah. rather than saying he's he, so maybe that's something they could I mean you did do that against City away. How do you think that worked? I, I didn't like it in that game. Like it. Um, um, I mean, we played okay, um, but it was more like we looked good on the break, for example, but we didn't have enough um, enough hold of the football. I mean, versus City, that can happen anyway. But I just didn't think we had enough control of the game. Um, so, I mean, I'd be curious to see it again versus another team. I mean, City is City at the end of the day. You yeah. can't really judge <laughs> too much. I, I would love to see it again versus maybe the lesser lats of the league, you know, um, where you, you know, because we've had a few games where some of the lineups I've looked up and I'm thinking why especially I think it was West Brom and Newcastle we played quite conservative lineups and I'm thinking maybe someone like a Jota was available you could have played all four of them and really opened them up so the options are there uh, I think it's just for Klopp to see to experiment maybe a bit and see if he can either get them all in or yeah uh, but I think it's still I mean Firmino is still a very important player for us When I mean when he's on form he's for me one of the best players in the league it's just but it just needs to be more often and I, th- I think one of the problems is because he plays as a striker, everyone expects him to be prolific. But if we're honest, Firmino was never a prolific striker. Just It was just no. never the case, even before he came to Liverpool. But everyone's yeah. of the mind that he's the striker, he has to score lots of goals. But actually, there are strikers that have come and left the league that scored more goals before they came into the Premier League. Yeah. But he's done better. It's just he adds the something Bastien to the Hallard. game that... Bruh, many of them. <laughs> Kesman, yeah. you get me? Lots of people yeah. that just came and flopped, but he adds more than just goals. Obviously, I'm I'm of the school of thought that if you're a striker, you need to bang lots of goals. But mm. in a system like Liverpool's, if it works, it works. A couple of seasons mm. ago, every other game, it wasn't just one of them scoring. All three of them were scoring in games. Yeah. yeah, Right? So it just gets to a point that it's highlighted more when the goals aren't going in. Because if Salah and Mane are scoring, we might mention Firmino's not scoring once in a while, but we're yeah. going to focus on he's doing what he needs to do for them. But yeah. when nobody's scoring, then we're going to be like, Firmino, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You get me? It's just, it's yeah. just one of those ones. He's a quality for player. Me, I, yeah. For me, it's, it's, I'm, the, I'm the same. Like I said, I think for me, I'm looking at Salah Mane for the goals primarily. Yeah. And then Firmino's like third after that. But like I said, if they're not scoring and he's not chipping in, then that's when it, it does become a problem. Yeah, he's, he's a quality player, but as you said, if he's playing up front, you're going to expect him to score. And um, and I think, this, especially moments like this, when you, um, Salah Mane are not scoring, this is when you obviously, you expect him to chip in and obviously take a, take a bit of a burden off them. But if all three of them are not scoring, it's going to get highlighted more. But I, did, I have spotted him a, a long while ago that he wasn't scoring enough goals. And I've always questioned it. Like he's a quality player. Just looking at like he's got everything you want 
to be honest with you. But I just don't know what it is. I don't understand why it doesn't score, to be honest with you. Because he's got all the ability yeah. that you, as a striker, mm. that you expect him to score. So I really... Apart from finishing, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. Answers the question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, even when it's... he was in Germany, yeah. he just wasn't prolific like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's true. To be honest, yeah, it's true. Because, yeah, like, that's it. It's all... It's... It's almost like he's bought into this whole I'm a false number and, and I don't need to score thing. You know, it's like Klopp always says, you know, I don't care if Firmino doesn't score and all this stuff. And maybe he's starting to believe it because it just seems, you know, you know, he get, and he gets in good positions he, he, to score really, goals. Like today, really good. I mean, today the three best chances for us fell at his feet. He had the one he put wide, he trickled one at the keeper and there was one, I think, Maguire cut or was it Lindelof cut out at the end where maybe you're thinking if he made the run a little earlier, I could have got there. And he just doesn't seem to have the confidence that he, in front of goal that he does in other areas of the pitch. Like you give Firmino the ball with his back to goal and there's a defender on him. Yeah, he'll spin there and he's happy <laughs> to do all this sort of madness. Yeah. But you, you give him a one-on-one with a keeper, he seems to, to fall apart. So it's, it's really strange to me. And uh, yeah, I, I wish I knew what it was because, like you said, he's, he should be scoring more goals. No, nah, um... So I want to ask you um, one more question, Drew, before we move the, um, the topic of conversation a bit for, a bit forward. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, what do you mm. think of his form since he's come back from injury, as well as also tie it into um, the Euros coming up and if you could speak on like, the other right-backs as well. But yeah, I know it's a yeah. loaded question, but yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts. No, on no, no, it's fun. Yeah, no, so he, he's, a, he's definitely a concern right now. Um, I think what was worrying to me today, I mean, I, I think everyone's always questioned Trent defensively, I think it gets overhyped a little bit. I don't think he's as bad as some it's people bad, say. Bad man, he's a league two defender, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow, wow. 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 Nah, man. They talk about overboard, you know. <laughs> nah, man, he's bad, bro. Trust me. He's a league two well, defender, bro. I'm you telling you, I'm, yeah. You know every I'm... time they play that ball to his side hand, he's nowhere to be seen, bro. It's not possible that the like it, you can't say because he's going forward because Robo goes forward too. Think about it today. Every time they play that ball to his Trent side, yeah, there's always someone available to get that ball. He doesn't want pressure them before they control the ball, bro. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, Drew, what, Drew, what, Drew, back in the defender. Sorry to cut you. He's not a League Two defender. I'm not having that. <laughs> you know what? Where am I? At? Where am I actually? Kind of like not as far as that, but I agree with you. Like aerially in the air, he he's poor. Like you know, he can't. He really has trouble tracking the flight of a ball. There was one today, I think it got called offside, where he was under it and he, let, he still managed to let it fly over his head. The goal versus um, West Brom, Southampton for the free kick. Same sort of thing where he's misjudged the flight of the ball. That is a concern for me, that he's not doesn't seem to be improving with his head. Um, I don't think he's too bad as a one-on-one defender. He's not no one Bissaka or, or, you know, in terms of his one-on-one defending, but he's, he's, he'll do, he's okay. But the biggest concern, because Trent is not really in the team for his defending, that, you know, he's an all right defender. But going forward, he is one of our main weapons. And 100%. in the last few games, it just looks like everything is just hitting hope at the moment. You know, he's he's getting in the usual sort of positions to, to hit the crosses that, you know, that he usually does, but just nothing's coming off for him. I mean, there was, a, there was one nice pass he did for Robbo in the second half today that I remember where it was like one of his crossfield balls that he's known for. And there was uh, one cross that uh, Lindelof cut out that was pretty good, where he got it, he got it on the money. But apart from that, it just all seems, you know, that he was just kind of like, you know, he's just spamming crosses, like he's just putting it out to him and he's just putting it in there and hoping one one in on ten will work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Like if I keep doing it, eventually someone's gonna get one. Rather than before, it seemed like you know he's he's like picking someone out. Um, so yeah, he's. I mean, 
the thing that people forget about Trent, the guy's 22, you know, and he's never really had a drop in form since he's come into the team. But it's almost you think of Trent as like a player that's been around. Like he's for... an established player. like Yeah, exactly. Like he's been around forever. But, you know, any young player can have a drop. So I'm not, I know he'll be back. I'm certain he'll be back to his best. But going back to your question about the Euros and what Southgate's thinking, uh, my only concern, I, well, I never actually th- ever thought that Gareth sees Trent as a first choice. Like if before he was picked Walker, Trippier. Um, Trippier. So I know a couple games I, as well recently. Exactly. So I think Gareth Southgate prefers a more traditional right back who's a bit of everything. Um, I don't think he really knows how to use Trent, to be honest. So I'm not Trent will start in the Euros for England, to be honest. And that's that's regardless of form. Um because he always seems to go back to Trippier and Walker, or now there's other guys as well, and the, and the, who are out there. But I mean, he's going to be in the squad, no doubt. Um, and I think if I was Gareth Southgate, I'd find a way to use him. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the first start, if he's not the first choice right back for because I I don't know if he's Southgate's kind of player. Cool. Adi, let me just get your thoughts. Um, Trent Alexander, League Two defender, yes, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't say League Two, but you know, Tom, when he vexes for somebody, <laughs> he vexes for them properly. <laughs> he vexes for them properly. But um, I agree with what Drew's saying. You know, probably first few weeks when we first started the podcast, I was saying the difference between a good striker and a world-class striker is that a good striker just hits the target, right? And it may go and it may not. A world-class striker chooses exactly where they want to put it. It's great and point. it's like it's Trent, right? It's last season, he was picking out players. Yeah, straight up. But now it's just like I'm crossing it. So 100%. he definitely got the ability, but it's that confidence thing as well. Because after a while, once you're not putting the crosses in exactly where they need to be, everyone gets on your back. So, but I think he'll be back. Hope, hopefully, he'll be back because we've said it before. <laughs> players have just disappeared <laughs> like that. We've never seen again. But I hope he'll be back. I hope he'll be back. Yeah, I I think he's got too too much quality to disappear. Like for me, I personally think he is. You know, I mean, I can't think of many right backs out there that are better than him when he's when he's playing well. And to be fair to him, for at, since he's been in the Liverpool side, he's pretty much been consistent in his performances. Yeah. So for me, I I just think his form. I don't really think it's a thing. Oh, like he's had his time in his past. He, I just think it's yeah, it's just a confidence. And his position issue. might just... change as well. Like it might be a change. Yeah, of I, I think that you know what you got it spot on because I've, I saw something Stevie basically said that um, he always thought it was a better um, central midfielder. Um, he always thought he was going to be a central midfielder. Stevie said that. I saw the quote. So I think I think yeah, he was as a yeah, kid. Maybe I think I think maybe that's what it mm-hmm. is. Because, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not trying to get at him like that. But every time I watch him, it's just so easy. Like it. Even when he played for England, there was Wait, Drew, five Drew, at the back. Drew, Drew, Drew. Can yep. I tell you why Tom's saying this, yeah? Because Tom is arguably one of the best right backs I've played with. So Tom is defensively sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair play. Adi, fair, enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, he's fully so sound. Defen- fully. defensively sound, <laughs> didn't it? So Tom's looking at him like, no, but yeah. I can do that. Why can't you do it? You're a pro. I'm not pro. Yeah. Nah, bro, you know, yeah. and I- you know what it is? Like, even for England, I thought, okay, you know what? They're playing five at the back. There's no much like that's probably the best support mm. you're going to get. Five at the back, all you have to do, obviously, just drop back. But it's as if, as you said, it's that aerial in it. It just is always yeah. misjudging it. I just don't understand how. I honestly don't understand because every time that ball goes into the air, you're almost guaranteed the wing is going to get it before him. 
Yeah. I think it comes out, you know, I think it does come down to the fundamentals because he wasn't a defender in the youth yeah. setup. So he came into the first team as a right back because Klopp saw something in him. A bit like when Klopp, do you remember when Klopp had Milner at a left back? Yeah, yeah. He kind of shielded him into uh, that position. Kind yeah. Of. Because the way we play fullback is very different from everybody else. So Klopp's like a midfielder who plays there because you know you get so much. That's the player position in our team who gets the the most of the ball a lot of the time, the lot of the ball, the most of the space, I should say. So where Trent was being raised as a midfielder, I don't think he. It's like almost like you know that ball coming across him, he struggles with that because he you know hasn't got those fundamentals from being raised as a, a right back. Yeah. Um. So it's something. Yeah, he definitely has to prove because I think. For us, majority of the time it's okay because in most games we've got the vast majority of the ball and it's not too much of an issue. But there are the games where it's going to happen. It comes across him and sometimes he is making it too easy for people to get in behind him. No, ben, the, the good thing I... you said, sorry, Ham, like it is, he's, 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 he's 22, so he's obviously he's still got time. And I think what will help him is if like you could just put him out of the lineup for a bit and just to work on his like defensive shape and positioning, that can help him. Like That's the only good thing, you know, because... That's the only way. To, I feel like that's the only way teams gets at you. That's the only position that teams mm. always trying to attack. They never go down to that robo side. It's always E side, and yeah. But hey, hopefully it doesn't get I better. Mean, the last yeah. thing, last thing I say on Trent is a uh, class is permanent in it. Form is temporary, so I think definitely will definitely rise yeah. rise back to the um, to the top quality quality player in my opinion. Um, yeah, so Tom mentioned Stevie, yeah, which is great because that's a perfect segue. So well done, Tom. Wink, wink, gun, gun. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven Gerrard, my favourite, favourite English player. Love him to bits, yeah. And obviously, he's doing well. Obviously, Liverpool legend. And I'm sure he's probably arguably your favourite Liverpool player as well, isn't it, Drew? He's up there. He's up All there. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let you say who yours is, yeah. But I'm giving Stevie the big up to it. Obviously, he's doing a, doing a fantastic yeah, yeah. job with... Um, with Rangers as well as as his um, first managerial did, and obviously I'm thinking of the question I'm asking you is life after Klopp. Klopp's done an amazing job, amazing. He's an amazing manager before he came to Liverpool. He's an amazing manager with Liverpool, giving you like your first Premier League title, Champions League as well, everything. But life after him, do you think Stevie should be up next, or is it too big, too soon, or do you think yeah, doing well at Rangers and the style of play he wants to adopt? If you watch Rangers play, you see how Rangers play as well. Do you think that that should be the next move, or what's your opinion on Stevie being the next Liverpool manager? Um, I mean, it, it does a lot of it does depend on the circ- circumstances when Klopp leaves. Um, you know, let's say it was uh, if it was now, I would say definite no no, um, because I think it's probably too soon for Stevie. Um, but even if it's in a couple of years, let's say like you know, it's like Klopp leaves retiring after winning another league and we've won three in a row, for example. Um, or he could leave in, you know, that we've we've we finished fifth in the league and he's got sacked for we know. Um but I think for me, if if Klopp leaves as a success, I'd like I'd like that continue that continuity to continue. I'd want that to continue basically. So I'd want I'd even consider giving it to the assistant who's a guy called Pep Linders. Okay. Because he's very involved he's involved in the tactical side, heavily involved. Uh, you know, he's Klopp's This is not the one that Klopp had a fight with, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 not him. No, he's long gone. Yeah, but... <laughs> he's a du- he's a he's a Dutch guy. Um, but obviously that would be dependent. Let's say, like I said, scenario one where we've left after winning a lover league or a European Cup or something like that, and you just want things to keep continuing smoothly. I'd just be happy to just carry on with the current setup, you know. Um, but let's say, I mean, there's no doubt, like Stevie's doing a great job at Rangers this season. Um, 
I just I think I just checked the table before and I think they've won twenty they've they've played twenty three games and they've won twenty of them. Um and even I know Scotland's not the best league, but you've got to consider that he's playing against a Celtic team that won the league nine years in a row, completely dominating that that league. Of course, of course. And then what's impressed me more so than even the league form is what they're doing in the Europa League, um, which is a higher standard of football. And they're holding their own. They're, they're getting some really good results there. So I think he's showing that he has got I mean, ability. But Liverpool is a huge job, man. I don't care who you are. If you know, I know Steve, Steve is a legend. But he's a legend as a player. Kenny done day. it. Kenny done it, Drew. Yeah, he did. But then, perfect example, we had Kenny done it. He stepped in and he was a genius. And then, but when, in, when Kenny left... We got Graham Souness, who came from Rangers, who done exactly the same I know as Gerald's doing right now. When Kenny but, did it, was but, Kenny uh, not a player manager at that point? Yeah, manager. So he went from player manager. But then when he left, Souness was at Rangers and did a similar thing. He ended, I think, Alex Ferguson was the uh, Aberdeen manager. Selwick won the league. Rangers hadn't won the league for years. And he did the same sort of thing, got Rangers back on top and took the Liverpool job. And he was a complete disaster. Yeah. And he was a similar thing, you know, club legend, went elsewhere, got management experience. So it could go either way. But um, I'd, I'd, for me, for, for Gerard to get a Liverpool job, he'd have to do more. Because winning the league in Scotland, you know, I think he's doing well. But I'd have to see at least him win it a few times there or preferably get another premiership job. Um, because the premiership is a completely different level of fish. This is like the highest level of management you can have. So... I'd like him to, I don't know what job will come available, but I'd, if he could get considered for a job down here and see how he does and he does well, then I think he'd have a much better chance of getting the Liverpool job. But, you know, the trend in management at the moment is to get an ex-superstar. You know, we've seen Zidane and Pep, but everyone and so no, everyone kind of sees Lampard, them too. And thinks, like okay, Chelsea, at United. Yeah, exactly. But it's almost like the blueprint now, isn't it? You know, Perlo at Juventus. You know, even Arteta Arsenal, you could say. So it's kind of like that thing of, oh, you know, let's get the legend back. But, you know, for every, not everyone's going to be Pep Guardiola. Not everyone's going to be Zidane. So for me, I, I don't like to put the sentiment involved. It would be an amazing story if Gerard came back and took the job and was a success. But he has to earn that job for me. I don't want him to come back and tarnish his legacy because we gave him a job too soon and he couldn't handle it. Because the thing is, whoever the next Liverpool manager is, that's going to be a bigger profile job than when Klopp took it. And it was a huge job when yeah, Klopp took yeah, it, but 100%. now it's, it'll be even it's even bigger now because we're you know, we've been back on top. We've won a European Cup, we've won the Premier League, so it's a it's a massive job now. So that Stevie G or whoever, you know, it has to be someone who really does deserve the job for me. So yeah, um, we'll we'll see. But and he started he started well. He's doing a good job at Rangers. Long may it continue. I'm pleased to see him doing well. But uh, yeah, I, I want to see some more before. I'm I'm certain that he's going to be the Liverpool manager, but it will probably happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I'll throw it to you boys though. What's your boys' opinion on it quickly? Um, yeah, I'm 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 with everything everything Drew say. To be honest with you, it's just yeah, just take the cinema out of it. If he's the right man for it, then he's the right man for it. If not, then just don't give it to him. Like, obviously, you can see what's happening with Frank now. Um, <laughs> the legend comes back. You hope he does well. But as soon as something starts going wrong, everyone everyone's on top of you. So, yeah, I, honestly, I I don't really care, man. Fucking that, Tom. Fucking fuck man. I don't care for Liverpool, bro. Like I'm wrong. Like they're doing too well, man. Like, I thought Klopp would come. They'll they'll win one of two trophies. This is getting out of hand now, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just wanted to go. <laughs> this, is getting, nah, this is seriously getting out of hand, man. 
bro. I, this, I can't, it can't continue to be honest with you, man. I hope Stevie comes well and does bad or something, man. One of the other ones. But yeah, nah, nah, seriously, I'm totally with whatever everything Drew said, isn't it? because you have to take the sentiment out of it, and especially like someone like Stevie. Come on, man, it's probably like, and uh, bro, I don't want to see use Pogba as an example but you know what every time we go into like Pogba I always say look what Stevie done for Liverpool <laughs> look at what Stevie done for Liverpool because mm, that yeah. man did absolutely everything for that club like talking about dying for a club yeah that that brother will die for Liverpool bro. so like for him to come back and to tarnish his legacy I think that would be bad but I'm sure if you ask Stevie would, would you come back and take the Liverpool job he's never going to turn that down Never, you know I mean? never. He's, he's never going to no take way. turn no it down. So, he, so he, I think he's down to the man in it. But Stevie actually seems like a sensible guy. So I feel like if he's asked and he's not ready, he wouldn't take it. I mean, what I like what he did at Rangers is that he brought. Um, yeah, Gary yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah, he got which Frank didn't do. Frank's got Jody. Yeah. Got his boy. He's got Jody in it. Got Jody in it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. true. Though. From the old Iron And I, one, one I thing think, you did um, point out is the fact that, like, forget it being Scotland, he's doing a great job, Ham. Like, I can't stand Celtic as it is anyway. I can't relate to it. I can't stand Celtic and I can't stand Lennon. But what Neil Lennon, Scott Brown. Scott Brown, <laughs> I can't stand all of them. But what he's doing there, yeah, 24 games, he's won 21, he's through three games, bro. And it's not just so much about Scotland. What is doing in Europa League too? Yeah, oh, yeah, last was, season as well. Yeah, this is well, you can't. I don't. Thing. I don't think. Yeah, is a fluke, Rob. I, I truly believe he knows what he's doing. I'm not gonna lie to. You, I truly believe he knows what he's doing, and he really seems sensible. Even the way he dealt with, like he deals with um, what's that striker? Morales. The Morales. Striker. The way he yeah. deals with that yeah. whole situation, he would have. He would have thought he's had bag experience, but I'm guessing that's Gary, um, that's McAllister that's helping him. I'm guessing, and. Also got and which any superstar player who or former player has is that when he comes in the dressing room, if, if Gerard comes into the Liverpool, if he becomes a come Liverpool manager, he'll automatically have respect yeah. in the dressing room because of who he is, and that will help you to an extent. It won't do everything for you, but I'm sure it will give you that initial boost at the beginning where maybe that would lack up make up for the lack of coaching experience. Yeah. Just one quick thing, Drew, before we move it on. Yeah, if Oli wins the league with United, does that change your opinion? Of club, no, of Stevie becoming Liverpool manager, ex-player wins the league of his club. Oh. <laughs> why can't Stevie do it? If fucking Ollie can do it, oh. why can't Stevie do it? Well, you know what? It, like I said, if, if if I'd probably look at it more as how he finishes with Rangers. If he wins the league with Rangers and you know they finish you know unbeaten, and you know they get to the Europa League semi-finals or something, then I'll have to say you know what he. he like like Addy says, he, he really knows what he's doing. I think he's showing it already that he knows what he's doing. Especially for me, the key was the European performance because, you know, Scotland you only really against one team, but you know in the Europa League they're they're the sort of underdogs. They're, they're the Scottish league is so poor that they get bad seeding. You know they're up against harder teams and they're holding their own. So if he continues with that, then I'm like, okay, you're showing that you know what you're doing in this job. So. Yeah, and yeah, Ole gives him hope. Definitely, if, if, if Ole if Ole wins this league, I'd just be I'd be disappointed <laughs> for the likes of Klopp and Guardiola because I'm like you know you you guys have really let yourselves down. That's 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 what I would think because 
yeah, but we'll, we'll see how it ends up. No, I hear you. Adam, you got anything to say on that? Um, or are you with Tom, you just don't give a fuck. <laughs> nah, you know me. I'm I'm not a fan of just giving anyone a job. Like, stop it. Like, because <laughs> same thing I say about. Let me um, see your CV. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not one. I don't want to get on Ole's back just because it's Ole. It's like you weren't qualified for it, right? So it's not your fault. And I'm not a big fan of just giving anyone that comes just just give them the job. So. I do think Stevie's doing a good job, uh, but I think more needs to be seen before you just give him the Liverpool job. Like I said it's a massive, massive job. Because if you're just going to give it to him next season, you might as well just give it to me. You get it? <laughs> hey, that's a stretch. Come on, fuck it. Mate. <laughs> I've seen you try to manage our seven-a-side team. Because <laughs> you guys are animals, isn't it? That's a different, that's a different thing. But yeah, but... At some point, he's going to be ready for it. I, I like Rangers. I like what Stevie's doing. I, I really like them, not even just like them. So, yeah, in the future, it'll be nice to see him, um, Frank, not Ollie, and a few of the other old boys. <laughs> Darren Fletcher, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> nah, so, uh, I see he's back at United now, isn't he? Yeah, he's at United. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He's a 13 coach now, there. No, but um, all right, cool, cool. Now, I just I really wanted to get your opinion on that, Drew, because obviously, I love Stevie. But um, who is your favorite Liverpool player then, of all time, since you've been supporting them? I think I usually think of it through different eras. So I think my childhood hero was probably Robbie Fowler when I first got, you know, was getting into supporting the team. Um, just because you know, at, as at that age, and just I just loved the way he played, the way he scored goals. You just love the celebration you know, he, when he was every time coach. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, but but you know, even things like that. Like I said, he was a man of the people. You know, like you know, he did the, the crazy celebrations. You know, he he played with style. He was just you know, he was just in my kind of a bit of a rebel. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, so I, I kind of like that. Um, and then obviously after that next period when we, it was definitely you know in the rapper era, the likes of Stevie and Fernando Torres were just unbelievable. I mean, Steven Gerrard under Rafael Benitez was just. An incredible player. Um, there's, <laughs> uh, no, I like. I mean, I think every Liverpool fan likes Carragher, but I don't think anything. Oh, I don't know. I know of any any Liverpool player would say Carragher's their favourite player. Do you know what I mean? He's a yeah, he's a bit like. Um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the United version. He like you know Nicky Butt or something like that. You like him, you know. He, Gives it all for the team, but he's not, you know, he's not your favorite. You don't have his name on your shirt, sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah, for me, I'd probably say um, as a kid, it was um, Robbie Fowler and Steve McManaman, and in the next era, I'd probably say uh, Gerard and Torres. Okay, okay, no, that's good. That's good to know. But um, from one scouser to another scouser, this scouser just hung up his boots. A fucking legend. I think he may be one of the only ones. That's... I don't know if I don't know if. Uh... I think a scouse has played for United, but I don't think a Manx has played for Liverpool. But I'm not sure. I need to do a bit more research on that. But I don't think there has been. But Wayne Rooney. Yeah, not that I, think yeah, not that I can think of either, Drew. But Wayne Rooney, a fucking legend for club and country. I'm going to let the United boys talk about him first and then we can chime in, Drew, if they let us chime in. We're going to go on for a while here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's just discuss this man's legacy because... I know we all watched his whole entire career from his first goal against Arsenal in the Everton shirt, number 18, 16-year-old rebel. He looked overweight. He, his hairline was receding before he even touched 19. <laughs> but the, the boy was a man. He was a beast. Hat-trick on his Champions League debut. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let the United boys talk about it. But I definitely want to chime in on his legacy, though. But 
Take it away, boys. I don't eat up the whole podcast, please. <laughs> um, let me go first. I'm just going to be brief. Um, obviously, Rooney, there's what can you say? Like, he is a legend. Like, from the I remember his first match for United. I still remember where I was. I was with one of my boys from like boarding school back in Nigeria at my house, celebrating his hat trick against Fenerbahce back then. Still remember the 6 2. And obviously, he just went from one level to another. And his legacy stands for itself. United all-time goal scorer, England all-time goal scorer. Um, I think the only cloud that would be there... Okay, so a couple. The times where he tried to push a move away from United, that's that stained him a bit for me. Mm. Um, and also that I just expected more of him because... I'm not taking away from his legacy, but if we're all honest, Rooney didn't look after himself like a top pro, Mm -hmm. right? And he was never too far away from controversy. And I look at that. You mean when he was fucking them grannies? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say it because there might be some some youngsters listening to this. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) But it's basically that because I'm now like, how far could you have gone? If you had your act together and you trained as hard as all these other guys, how far could you have gone? But as I said, you can't take away from him. Rooney's Rooney. His ability throughout the times from being a goal scorer to being a, a deep line playmaker, the way he sprayed out the sprayed the balls, the way he scored goals. I remember the Newcastle game where the ref was annoying him and man just hit the ball. <laughs> Like it was nothing, scored a goal. Like it's that type of thing. It was, it was natural to him. You could see that football was was part of him. He was an intelligent footballer, even though he couldn't like speak or do math. <laughs> you could see football, <laughs> football was his thing. And yeah, it would be. It's like even when he went to America, he was still doing bits. He's scoring uh, from the halfway line and shit. Scoring from the halfway line, running back when there's no keeper, oh. last ditch tackle, and then making the assist. For the winning goal, yeah, oh, that was unbelievable. So, so yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't forget these things. It'd be a shame that he's not around anymore. But it's probably a good time for him to just, yeah, just take that bow yeah. before um, Derby get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I'll echo everything what Ade said. Um, I really love Rooney because, um, and I think when he came, he came around. He came right after Ronaldo. So I felt like once Ronaldo started becoming Ronaldo, um, he slightly had to sacrifice Rooney to get the best out of Ronaldo. So a lot of the dirt, dirty work, Rooney would be running to the back, slide tackles, doing all the, all the dirty work that he shouldn't really be doing, just to, like, obviously to feed Ronaldo, really. Um, so I think in terms of getting the best out of him, um, I think that's the only thing I feel like um, Fergie should have cut out a lot earlier. Because he only actually cut that early, um, cut it out when Ren- after Ronaldo left, and he told him like, you know, I don't want you doing that anymore. I want you to be right up top, scoring all the goals, which he did. That he did that really. Um, for me, for me, like I think he's the best striker, best English striker that I've seen. For me, I f- I'll pick him ahead of um, Alan Shearer, one hundred percent, hundred percent. I think Shearer is always going to be the goal for Shearer. It's always going to be the sh- the goal. But as a pure footballer, Rina had absolutely everything. Everything. So, like, he's always, like, the best strike, best English striker for me, definitely. 
I don't think, um, to be honest, Shearer's not one close. So obviously, every time we talk about it, Shearer's goal, then he's always going to be in question. But he doesn't really offer more apart from his goals for me. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll leave it as that best English striker ever for me. Drew, Drew, tell him he's Robbie Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love to disagree. I mean, to be fair, his numbers at the at the early age maybe not as good as Fowler's, but I mean. No, I mean, Rooney, you've got to give him his props. I was looking at his record today. I think he's one of the only two English players to win everything, basically every every club honour in the game. Um, you know, I, I think back to his Everton, um, you know, the famous goal versus Arsenal that ended the, the, the run. And uh, was it a commentator? I remember the name, Wayne Rooney. And I remember at the time, because Rooney's only a couple months younger than me, and I remember watching it thinking, bro, this guy is my age and he's he's... Bagging goals and look what I'm doing, going IB for so, a fucking yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is and this is that at age, you know, because obviously this is when you're turning from um, you're a child and you don't. That was the first time seeing a player your age as a professional, sort of like mm. doing it big. And um, I remember that goal and I think you know this guy and he looked like you said he looked like a man, like <laughs> he built. You like you know, and I, I was uh, I mean, Adi, you were saying about. Um, not, not looking after himself. But yeah. I was surprised he lasted this long, to be honest. Because when you saw Wayne Rooney at, at 16, I remember <laughs> having a conversation with my friend saying, this guy's going to be done when he's 26. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, he just... Do you, I remember, I think it was after his first season as a professional when he came back from pre-season and um, his manager saying he was a stone overweight because, you know, he'd taken his parents on holiday and, you know, enjoyed himself a little bit too much. And he, you know, I don't think he was a natural he's probably athlete. probably the Ricky <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a, that's a really good example. Um, but in terms of his ability, I mean, I always remember Euro 2004. It's France in that first game. England lost the game in the end 2-1, but Rooney ran them. He tore them apart. And he was, what was he, 17 at the time or something? He was young anyway. And he was the best player on the pitch. And, and you know, he got injured in, in the Portugal game. And I seriously believe that's probably England's best opportunity at a major tournament. Um in, in my time watching anyway because if he can stay fit who knows because I thought you know he was really carrying that England team and he looks amazing and then you know just you think you know go went to United he scored uh, the hat-trick on his, de- on his debut but I agree um, with what you said before about he didn't have enough of an ego of a superstar because you know he used to like I, that Man United team between 06 and 09 we had the, the front three of him Tevez and Ronaldo and, you know, Rooney was doing a lot of the donkey work and, you know, he was still a great player, but Ronaldo yeah. was the star. But he could have he could have left and been the, the main man at another team and, you know, not done any defensive work and scored 40 goals a season or something like that. But, you know, he was happy to always be selfless for the team, playing it, you know, play out of position. And then oh, he had to wait for Ronaldo to leave to sort of get the, to get the, the limelight. But, you know, he, you know, you can't, he's done in the game the amount of goals he scored United all-time top scorer England top goal scorer won every competition you can and you know I was just looking back at some of the footage today of you know that goal was it in versus Newcastle where he was having an argument with a ref and he just smashes it in the volley you know that's just that summed him up for me just sort of like you know he just seemed like you know a kid that you would play with you know like Sunday League or something he was just he was just good just it was just all natural to him, and um, yeah, he had a great career, man. So I've got, got to give him his props. I think now that he's retired, and I don't have to hate him anymore. 
I can um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just I could I could give him don't, all don't, these props. You, people yeah, out there can claim him though. Drew he's a scouse after all, man. He's a scouse. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's an Everton scouse though, so I don't I could care. I could care <laughs> so less, you're not going to claim him up in Merseyside. No, um, yeah. <laughs> for Waza, I'm, I'm not really. He's, he's no, a great player. Um, echo everything you lot just said. Fucking fucking player, man. I just like I said, watching him at 16 and them times there, we was we was similar ages as well, young and and we're thinking. I'm sure all of us and a lot of our listeners, a lot of my friends, wanted to make it as a professional footballer, and you had hopes and um, aspirations of making it. And then you look at Wayne Rooney and you think, right, he's actually living his dream. He's actually living my dream. So I look at Wayne. I look at a lot, a lot of young players and think, what could have been. And I look at Wayne and I just think he's living the dream. And I thought for him, I know you said something about him not having the ego of a superstar, Drew. Yeah, but I love that about Wayne as well. You know, I love the fact that he looked like the boy from down the road that played football after school with his mates. And even when he made it pro, he probably still played football with his mates at goals, five sides and whatnot. And he never, for me, he never lost that like human touch, that humility. I thought, yes, he achieved all those things with United and the records and whatnot. But I'm going to echo what you and Ade said in terms of what could have been if he give it that extra. But that's not taking nothing away from him. Still a great player. Um, he, for me, I would always pass him as a, as a nine and a half striker. So he wasn't a nine and he wasn't a ten. He was the perfect blend. So he could he could play with he could play as a nine and have a ten behind him and he'll still still score thirty goals a season. Or he could also play as a ten and have a nine in front of him and he'll still get ten assists and twenty goals or something. So it was a perfect blend. Top, 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 top player. His career for me kind of dwindles down and obviously you don't you don't really want your career to end like that, but he's done so much in the game. He coming to the game so early. I had a thing where I maybe I got this wrong. I used to always, when I watched him and Ronaldo, I used to always think, why can't you fucking be like Ronaldo? Look at him. He's a fucking machine. He's a fucking machine. And look at Ronaldo now. Ronaldo is not stopping. Ronaldo's not retiring for like another five years. I don't know. But if you remember, Rooney was ahead yes. of Ronaldo at one before. You know, so Ronaldo exploded in what 2006. But the couple of seasons before that, I, I would say Rooney was ahead of Ronaldo in his yeah. development. Like he was. The, he was more of the, the guy that you're looking to. He's going to be the star at your if, you, if we're talking talent-wise, um, I mean, like I think you've all said it as well. What what don't Wayne... The only thing Wayne don't have is pace. But apart from that, he got everything. First touch, deliveries, goals, everything. So, top, top player. Um, yeah. Wish him all the best with him. Go on, I, I was just going to say a, a story came to mind. Do you ever watch that Gary Neville soccer yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's an episode with Rooney on that. He told a story about when he was at Everton and he was 16 and he said he was knocking down David Moyes' door because he got dropped from the team. And it just struck me because I was thinking, imagine at 16 years old, you're, you're going to the manager and saying, <laughs> Yeah, because you weren't 16, Drew. You're probably like 25 them times, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just shows you the attitude that he knew that I'm the best player in the t- You know, at 16, he thought he was the best and that I should be in the team. But that probably took him, you know, part of the reason why he went so far because he just knew that he was that... That good. I just think the only put it only downside you can say. I think as a player, when he hit thirty, he kind of like I said, he kind of took career tailed off where the other stars like Ronaldo and Messi kept looked after themselves and stayed at the top. That's probably the only put it downside. I think he probably should have left United when Fergie left, and he might have maybe done well elsewhere. But that's probably the only thing you could say. He still had a. I know you touched career. on England just quickly before we move on. I know you touched on him in England at the Euros, and he was quality. I think another thing that you could give the boy was. He made his debut, what, 17, 18, and 
he never looked out of place with those players. With Scolzi, Lambs, Gerard, Ashley Cole, JT, Rio, they were all top, top, top. Some of them were world class. And I don't think Waza ever looked out of place. But you know, you look at some players like Darius himself. Boy, you should not be on the same pitch. As them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you look at these you should not be on the pitch with them. <laughs> yeah. But you look at Waza, he's a boy playing with them lot. And he never, ever, ever looked out of place. So a top, top player. Obviously, records are there to be broken, in it? So I do think. Uh, his England record probably H will probably break it maybe yeah. H will probably break that and for United uh, Martial's not breaking that but maybe someone, no. else, <laughs> someone, someone else will but um, yeah big ups big ups to Wayne and all the best he's um, in managerial career with. I mean I don't know what he's going to be like a manager like what do you not think though like as a manager Wayne Rooney I don't know I, I don't know I, yeah, he's he's not, I don't know what to expect that shocked me to be honest yeah I was surprised that he was even when they announced him as a coach, I was surprised that he even wanted to be yeah. a coach, to be honest. I, he, he just, you know, because even, you know, like when he was a player, he didn't really, he wasn't really big on the interviews. And he, I suppose you don't really, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I never really thought of Wayne Rooney as a thinker, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting that, that he's going down that. Well, I'm, I'm of the same view, boy. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm, I've, I've never thought Wayne would be a manager. I can't lie. Honestly, never thought he would be a manager, but let's see how he gets on. Nah, defo, defo. Let's see, let's see how Wazza gets on, and let's see. Um, what I want to see is obviously one how he sets up his teams, and then um, the type of players he brings in, and see if the players that he brings in fits the system that he wants to play. Because that's always interesting to see. I think you're seeing that with Stevie at Rangers, the players fit the style of play he's playing, and obviously it's going to be interesting to see what Wazza does in terms of like the transfer window and stuff like that. But speaking about that, obviously it's January, a couple signings here and there. I don't think any of us have done any business. I know United got Aman Diallo in, but that deal was already kind of done, isn't it? So he's just in. Yeah. Um, we finally, finally, fingers crossed, looks like we're about to shit Ozil out. So touch wood, that goes through. But um, has there been any signings, boys, that you don't want to touch on that you think, right, that's interesting or anything that you want to see happen? We'll start with you, Drew. You're the guest in it, so see. Any transfers that you've seen interesting, raise an eyebrow or that you want Liverpool to do? I would any competent centre back <laughs> at this point. <laughs> just <laughs> you know, literally, if, if he can head a ball away and track a man, I will take him for six months until the end of the season. I mean, the only it's looking unlikely. The only link I've seen us with is that um, Militao, yeah. the guy from yeah. Real Madrid, who's at, um, they were saying about he's available for loan, and we might try and do something with him. But other than that. Apparently, um, you know, because everyone knows we're desperate, they're they're pricing us out, and um, and apparently as well, the Brexit with Brexit now that's making the the deals more complicated for everybody. Like it's more expensive and it's difficult, more difficult. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I was reading that today. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see us bring in the centre back. I think we need that to get us through to the end of the season. So even alone would be good. One that I saw was interesting today. You know, Tamori yeah, from Chelsea. Yeah, apparently yeah. he's going to AC Milan. So I actually I completely job, forgot about that guy, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a loan. Oh, he's, he's a loan for a while. To buy, but I think there's a 30 mil price tag if they do, isn't it? Uh, for real. Yeah, that'd be interesting because, like I said, he was in the England squad last year. So, and now he's just kind of out in the cold. So that, that could be a good thing for him. Probably just wants minutes, though, isn't it? And you know, there's, there's a, when there's an international tournament coming, everyone's going to be trying to get a move somewhere to just get some some game time. So, no, of course, bro. Yeah. What are we saying, boys? Are we saying United, any more business? Nah. Nah, nah, not now. Nah, I won't force it. If it's not, I've, as I said, I've always wanted a centre-back, but 
I don't think we're going to get any like um, top centre-back in January, so there's no point. Don't force it, man. All the other positions, is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine for now, man. I, I heard Arsenal offered us... Socrates. Um, Socrates. your Greek centre-back. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Drew. Drew. Beggars can't be choosing. You said you'll take a competent um, centre-half that can head it and kick it. Okay. Taking the piss, mate. Socrates can head it and kick it. And um, Klopp was his ex-manager at Dortmund. Bruv, it's desperate times. I mean, I was literally Googling free people available with free transfer um, <laughs> the other day because we can't continue with Nat Phillips and, and uh, Reese Williams. So, so what, you want Socrates where, or not? Drew? I don't know, Socrates. I'll meet the phone call tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, ask me, ask me on the on the. On the right, you'll still be available. You'll still be available. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I may have to make the call myself. So, yeah, if he's if he's willing, if he's willing, uh, we'll, we might have to swap you a few footballs or something. Um, but only yeah, we'll transfer see. wise, I mean, Sebastian Haller to Ajax is <laughs> the one that's happened. <laughs> me and Addy like some me and Addy like some weird strikers, boy. Like Soloff and uh, Leipzig, <laughs> but Addy, you know, on flash score, you know when you can like track. The teams and that, yeah. Yeah. You've got Ajax on there now, so I want to see what Haller does. He scored already. He scored his first he scored. Goal, yeah, I know he scored. He, <laughs> he scored. scored he scored. One. Yeah. He, he's going to do well there. Well, but that's because they score goals. But they still had to bring on Huntelaar to score two goals in the last three minutes. So yeah. <laughs> and another one, um, Luka Jovic. Real have loaned him out, innit? And he scored as well. Well, he scored today. Yeah, yeah. Frankfurt. God. Oh, he scored today. What was the final score? Because it was one one. I'm not sure if he scored. He scored today, Drew. But I know he scored since no. he's gone back there. Did he? Yeah, I don't know about the guy. I yeah, just knew that he went back to his old club. His first game back. He scored anyway because I see it come up on my own thing. Oh yeah, scored today. He scored two goals yeah, today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, scored yeah, two goals. So, today. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, old man Man's yeah, gone, yeah. gone back to AC Milan. It was gone. Yeah. It's gone to. AC you know the Milan, interesting too. one actually. Um, it's the. What's his name? Moises um, Saicedo? The one that United was supposed to get, the midfielder? Yeah, he's yeah, actually going to Brighton, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see um, um, see well, how uh, okay. good he is because there's been a lot of noise about him in um, Ecuador. So, And um, I think he's signed a new contract now. Um, the right-back, Tammy. Yeah, Tariq. Tariq, Lovely. yeah. Lamptey, he's signed a new contract. So. Yeah, uh, yeah that's okay. what he's going to do. They just preserve his value with that. Yeah, basically, that's what it We're is. We're still taking him in the summer. Yeah. We're still taking him in the summer. That's if you guys don't pay for him, mate. <laughs> Listen, Tom, don't burst my bubble. We want him, all right? I've, I've sent the back food. You got to probably foods. sell like five players to make up that money, bro. Nah, Tom, this, Tom we're going we're gonna to give them, yeah, we're going to give them Bellerin and Maitland Niles, yeah? Plus 50 mil. Oh, you know what? Gonna... Um, talk about Bellerin. Have you, got... you watched his. Um... Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it last night. It's actually a great insight, though. I feel for the guy, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel for him too. I feel for him too, but let's What's that? Moving on. <laughs> Why do you feel for him? <laughs> <laughs> we've actually been we've actually been does anyone say anything no 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 oh, yeah. I was, I was just, just asking um... why you feel for him so but... no because he, um, <laughs> he done um, thingy have you seen it um... but he done what the ACL me too I've done ACL no, it's, what, he, what? it's a cover story um, he done like a back um, inside story to what he it's did, like eight part documentary basically on yeah YouTube it's on it. YouTube yeah about it so did anything extraordinary happen? It's just recovery. No, nah, just ACL. recovery, Addy. Just recovery. <laughs> and so there's nothing special. No, nah, you feel for the guy, man. It's never the same, I man. I feel for myself. I feel for myself. It's, it's never the same, man. Uh, never the same. Poor guy. 
No, for us. So, I, I obviously, as we can just through the names we just discussed, there's been a few. Obviously, there's been a few moves in um, January, but a lot of it seems to be loans, and I think that might be the way for the next two weeks anyway. Like you said, Drew, Brexit, um, COVID, all them type of things. There, so I think a lot of it will be loans, and a lot of um, more like yeah. clubs trying to get rid of players first before they bring. I know we're trying to do that. We're trying to get rid of as much as possible yeah. before we can even bring in. Obviously, I know we're linked with um, Bundia from Norwich. Linked with Basuma from Brighton, um, Isco loan deal from Real Madrid. Yeah. Ericsson as well is available as well. Yeah. 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 For five million. <laughs> but you know the one I you know yeah. the one the one I, I am keeping very embarrassing apart from our ones, yeah, is Deli Ali to PSG. I am keeping a close eye on that to see if that actually materializes. Because yeah. obviously Poch being there. Um, Delhi's situation at Tottenham obviously isn't good. I'm sure he's got England aspirations. Still a young, good player, and obviously Potts would probably want him. You know, Delhi would love Paris. He's a he's a he's a fly boy, isn't it? You know, he'd love it out there. So yeah, I am yeah, keeping yeah. an eye on that one to see if that materializes. Delhi yeah. nah. Ali needs to go to a less high profile city. I think he needs to go to a he needs to go to a Birmingham or a. Paris, yeah. No, not the club, not 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 the club. Oh, for his okay, I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, he needs to get yeah. away from the limelight because he needs to get okay. his career back on track. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. No, but he's playing old Neymar Neymar as well. He's got the manager that give him a chance. Neymar, nah, bro. Yeah, you probably see him and Mbappe doing handshakes <laughs> all over the gaff, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> have, have new Instagram showing, content showing all about Paris, bro. Nah, it's true though. <laughs> nah, Mbappe, Mbappe will probably greet him and say, uh, "By the way, I'm not going to be here in the summer. I'll be gone. But nice to meet you." Uh, <laughs> did you see that Ronaldinho quote yeah. about um, if they wanted me to play up to forty, they should have um, closed all the clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, him Ronaldo were the worst. Nah, no, them Brazilians though, they're different. Obviously, because they get it out of the mud, didn't it? Remember, they're from favelas. They're born into poverty. So when they make it pro and now they get this big money, boy. They don't plan on stopping the lifestyle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we went there, and, um, and then um, every club that we went into, they was like, oh, Ronaldinho comes like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I was like, so why ain't you here now when I'm here? <laughs> well, um, Drew, in terms of Liverpool, sum it up, what you think up until now, <laughs> and then also what you think realistically is going to happen. I will say May, that's when the season normally ends, but whenever the season is going to end, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Um, trophy cabinet's going to be saying. Uh, man, you know what? My 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 goals keep changing by the minute, depending on you know. After the Van, the Van Dyke injury changed everything for us, and then topping it off was when Gomez got injured, and at that point, I would have, I actually remember saying this to my friends in my in my Liverpool chat that I'd be happy if we're just in contention when January comes and we can buy a new centre back. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, look, it's yeah. a big Liverpool fan, but they wouldn't have a Liverpool chat. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, but um, right now, I mean, I'm not gonna panic too much, but I, I think what more what worries me is the centre back situation. I think it's difficult for us to if we don't sign anyone and to to try and get by the whole season with what we have. You're asking a lot, I think. Um, but I think with the quality that we have in the other areas in the pitch, we'll definitely still be in contention. And I, I want us to win the league. I'll be disappointed if we don't. But I'd say that City are the favourites right now. Um, but we're still definitely going for it. Uh, Champions League, I don't know. No, no, everything. Yeah, yeah. just talking about the league or everything. Yeah. Champions League, 
again, going back to the, I don't think we can win the Champions League with our defensive situation. I mean, I was personally, I think after Bayern Munich, I think we're the best team in uh, in Europe when everyone's available. Um, but without with the current defense, I'd be surprised if we if we if we got if we won it. But yeah, I expect us to be in contention for everything. That's for sure. I'd be very disappointed if if, if we we come away with nothing. But it's going to be difficult. It's going to be because you see with the, the points at the moment, like everyone's. The, the, I think the league winners probably going to get about eighty-one points by the look of it. So you don't have to be incredible to win it. But we we need to. Oh, do that. Of course. Well, then obviously you guys play each other again next week in the FA Cup, innit? So we'll bring you back on, Drew, innit? <laughs> yeah, he's not going to have that one. Yeah, <laughs> that one. I honestly. FA Cup. I don't like to disrespect do not the cup, disrespect, but I, do not disrespect the, the Arsenal trophy. Got, Drew. Kept... Don't disrespect the Arsenal trophy. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, it's just a matter of injuries because every time we play, we seem to pick up injuries, and so we could do without. I'm just happy to just so concentrate what, on the, the league and Champions yeah, League this year. Just United to get, win. Get me up here. If you ask me on the game, on obviously when the game comes on, I want us to win. But right now, it's more like how was that a hindrance? Space. It's extra we'll games that we probably don't need. Um, but yeah, exactly. Well, he, I'm sure he will get a game and, and do nothing again. So, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I hope, I'm pre- I'm still fingers crossed for the league, but yeah, I've definitely got my doubts. So, you, you don't give United a chance to win the league? You know what? If it's United, I mean, I, I don't, I think if they're better than, I'd say they're probably a bit better than last year. And I think one of you mentioned earlier, if you look at Man United, we were United six weeks ago after they got dumped out of the Champions League. People were talking about sacking Ole. Uh, I, they don't convince yeah. me as a, as a Championship winning team. Like, they they're all right. Don't get me wrong. They've got some good, like you know, in Bruno and Pogba. They've got and you know they've got good players there for sure. But could you really see them going through the entire season? I think they're going to do what throughout Ole's tenure there is that they'll have another drop off in form where they'll probably lose two or three and fall off. But they'll qualify. They'll come top four for sure. But I don't see them winning the league. I think it's Liverpool. I see. Sweet, sweet, sweet. No, no, no. Appreciate appreciate your point of view and whatnot. Um. Boys, anything you want to add on that before we go to the quiz? No, no, no. I'm with it. No, nothing addition for me. All right, cool. So he's saying you're not going to have the FA Cup next week, yeah? Sweet, boys. We'll take we'll it. Take we'll it. take <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's go to the semi-finals. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know yeah. the deal. Yeah, we'll do a deal. We'll yeah, give, yeah, give, us, we'll give you the FA Cup. And then erectile dysfunction again. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, boys. Yeah, so this week's going to be a quick one, yeah? I've titled this one called where did they go? Where did they go? So I watched a little um what's a little doc on um Fergie, the, the, the legend, Sir Alex Ferguson, my admiration for that man. It's very, very high. And um we were talking about players that he sold and why he sold them and whatnot, and it was interesting. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna see what the boy's knowledge is on the players that he sold and where did they go? Where who did he sell them to? So it's just ten players. I'm just gonna say the name. I need you to give me the club they went to. Obviously, you've got 10 seconds for each one. Um, so, who wants to go first? It's 7-0. To all our listeners out there, it's 7-0. So, um, Tom. Yeah, can, you, can you repeat that again? Sorry, I missed sorry, that Drew. a bit. Can you repeat oh, the rules no, sorry, again? Sorry. This is just for them two, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, we're okay, going to try to get to a stage yeah, where we go head-to-head with our guests. Whatnot. But right now, we're trying to see who, who can come and face me in the final eliminator, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I'm so with you now. Neck, neck neck, yeah. So, um, yeah, Ade and Drew, Ade and um, cool. Tom, you got the rules for that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. So, Tom, you won last week, didn't you? Yeah. All right, cool. So, it's up to you. I'll you go first. Go? I'll go first. I'll go first. You go first. All right, Ade, you know the deal. Headphones, taking that album. I would recommend oh, Lino Lindsay's okay. EP. 
good artists <laughs> on Naira Marley. How, how long do you how long do you think it's gonna take? Um, this is probably gonna take yeah, it's um ten, 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 a minute. I think longer than a minute. All right, no problem. I'll see you guys soon. All right, sure. sweet. All right, T. So yeah, I'm just gonna give you um ten names. I just need the club they were sold to. Cool. We got ten seconds for each one. Let me know when you're ready, bro. Yeah, I'm good to go. Paul McGrath. Who? Paul McGrath. <laughs> um, let's go with Sunderland. I need an answer. Okay, cool. Um, Roy Keane. Celtic. Andre Kanchelskis. Go with. Just go with Lazio. Giuseppe Rossi. Villarreal. Mark Hughes. Oh, damn. Chelsea. Dennis Irwin. Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to go get that too. Um, let's say... I need a name. Sunderland again. Lee Sharp. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, go with Nottingham Forest. Yes, Bob Blomquist. Sunderland. <laughs> Love Sunderland, isn't it? Um, Drew mentioned him earlier, actually. <laughs> Nicky Butt. Newcastle. And Gabriel Hines. Where did Hines go again? Real Madrid. Sweet, all done. You got you got four. You got the Roy Keane one, Celtic, Giuseppe Rossi, Villarreal, Nicky Butt, Newcastle, Gabriel Hines, Real Madrid. Yeah, the rest I don't know. What the hell they I think I mean, Marcuse went to like Italian club, didn't he? He went he went Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah, I thought as much. Yeah. He left yeah, the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a trick question though. Um, um that's one of the because he, he was at Man United yeah, twice, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? But that's Marcuse. that's who that's who he went to when I did my research. Yeah, I thought as much, yeah. Barcelona. Ah. All right, cool, cool. So you got four. Cool. Just wait for my guy. What was like Okay, now when Ade comes in, it tell me the answer after Ade. Tell me. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me the answer after that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. You guys finished? Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Sweet, Ade, you got four to beat, yeah. Out of ten. Yeah. What did you listen to? Nothing. I went to go and put some stuff in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anti anti climax. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. So add it, yeah. You ready to go, yeah? Four to beat. Yeah, yeah. Cool. First day, Paul McGrath. Celtic. Roy Keane. Celtic. Andre Kanchelskis. Everton. Giuseppe Rossi. I need a name. Sampdoria. Mark Hughes. I need a name. Uh Chelsea. Dennis Irwin. Celtic. <laughs> no, Celtic. You gotta love the teeth sticking to one team. Lee Sharp. <laughs> Lee Sharp. Uh, Newcastle? Yes, but Blomquist. Blomquist. Did he stay in the Premier League? Everton. Nicky Butt. Newcastle. Gabriel Hines. Was it Real Madrid? Oh, that's it. You come through right at the end, that day, bro. You got five. 
Is it? Yeah, yeah, you can't be right at the end, but I, I can't even say which ones I got right. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll run through them yeah. this year. Paul McGraw went to Aston Villa, uh, which neither of you got right. Um, Roy Keane, Celtic, yep. Andre Kinsichelskis, Everton, yep. Giuseppe Rossi, Villarreal, Mark Hughes, Barcelona. Oh. Dennis Irwin actually went to Wolves. Lee Sharp went to Leeds. Um, Jesper Blomqvist, yes, he went to Everton. Nicky Bart, yes, he went to Newcastle. And Gabriel Hines went to Real Madrid. So, and then you pulled it out right the best. You've got the last three right to give you the win. That was close, boy. Because Hughes, I couldn't remember if he went, if he stayed in the Premier League or that's when he went to Barcelona. I just couldn't, yeah, couldn't yeah. remember. So, so not, not to shame you, Man United fans, <laughs> but I got seven in that case. <laughs> well, you're not now, now, Tom, now Tom questioning why you're our guest. Why did I invite you? We, we didn't ask you. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I thought I just let the listeners no, know. Um, you know. So yeah, what what up, boys? Um, I did. That was like eight seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's neck and yeah. neck, man. It's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. I was actually quite lucky. I was reading an article on the Athletic the other day, and it was about Heinz. So obviously, he wanted to really go to Liverpool after he left United. Yeah, remember the whole embargo about that? Like, he really, and then Fergie yeah. was like, no way. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a big drama. So, yeah, I Fergie literally like, read no an article on it two days ago. So, <laughs> that helps me. Yeah. No, man. Uh, imagine <laughs> <that> <laughs> would have killed him. <laughs> I mean, put, put, put. Boy, he, I don't, he would have made it to Anfield. Move from... No, but he didn't go he went to Inter Milan. No, but he, 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 he went yeah, to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even and even that was still a drama, even though he had a move in between and they still didn't. They went that yeah, have, you guys, have you guys sold to each other? Let alone going direct? No. No. Not since. I think it happened once yeah, in not that I can remember, like, yeah. in present time. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a real okay. rivalry, man. It's not like Pro- the Mickey Mouse London Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> nah, profit is, but um, no, nah, thanks, thanks a lot, Drew. Man, thanks for coming on. I think you're thanks, only our Drew, second Drew. guest on here, so yeah, appreciate that, bro. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, now nah, for real, I'm very eloquent. Well, so I'm sure we'll have you back again. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking exactly <laughs> yeah, the what... same thing. Yeah, I was to be honest, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Bro. Yeah, he definitely. It felt a bit like um, a bit like Monday night yeah. football when you you know you get the, the call up. It's just that we're, we're better than Gary and Jamie, isn't it? Would, would you not agree, Drew? <laughs> yeah, much, much, cool. much better. Yeah, right. I didn't get to do a segment on my Sunday. Nah, nah, we'll we'll invite stuff, you back on another episode. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about um, failed footballers. So... <laughs> yeah. I get to relive. Yeah. I get to relive my past. That's that definitely past, appropriate. <laughs> no, indeed, that cool. All right. Um... Anything you boys want to add before we jump off? Um, a tear for anyone who doesn't have John Stones in their fantasy team. I have him, <laughs> and so does Tom. He currently has 21 <laughs> points with another game to go. So, um, yeah. I'm not going well to lie. Tom. <laughs> High five, I'm Tom. The only I did... I'm the only reason I didn't know you had him was because I didn't know you were still playing fantasy football. <laughs> I was so... waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, Adi, I'm having my own little battle down there. It's called the relegation <laughs> battle. Yeah, it's mad enjoyable, I'm, you know. I told Adi, yeah, I was like, oh, Ham's behind us, so he's getting close. He was like, oh shit, how close? I was like, oh, it's still, it's still another hundred points. That are. <laughs> <laughs> so Adi, sleep with one eye open, baby. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> oh, but Drew, Drew, is Drew in the league too? I didn't see. Yeah, I Drew's down there with me. Me and Drew. That's why Drew's silent. Uh... 
Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, bro. That's why I'm not saying anything. My my team is just. Wait, I might as well not be in the league. Put it that way. I know Ham, but to be fair to Ham, is trying his best. But you're using all your talkers, boy, to get closer. Oh, he's only 150 points. He's only 150 points behind me. Yes. Still got time. Yeah, Tom. Still got time. Cut that part out, yeah. Because we got time. All right, cool. Um, thanks, people, for listening. Obviously, once again. Please share this with friends and family. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Red Divided and Twitter, Red Divided. Um, am I missing anything out here? Anything out? No? No, we're, we're, a bit, we're getting active on Twitter now. So big up everyone that's like retweeted, um, yeah. liked, or posted or whatnot. If you're not following us, please follow us. We're pretty yeah. active on there now. Cool. And so, big yeah. shout out to my uh, my friend Murphy. He's, he's been following us since day one. So uh, Yeah, big up Murphy, man. Yeah, big shout out to him, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I, once again, thanks, Drew, man. Thanks. I like. I like the boy said. Um. Thanks for coming on. I'm, we'll definitely have you on again, man. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Hopefully, when you haven't won the league. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely come for that one. That's for sure.